Hi, my name's Sophie Dawson and I'm a partner at Bird and Bird in Sydney. I have the great pleasure of having with me today Emma Johnston, who's the Asia-Pacific General Counsel for DXC, which is one of the biggest technology companies in the world. Thank you so much, Emma, for joining me today. Thank you. Very pleased to be here. Emma, to start off with, can you please tell us what motivated you to start or continue with your legal career in the legal tech industry? Right. It is an interesting question. Some of it was accident. I will freely admit that. It was never a grand plan of mine to end up in the tech industry. I grew up in a family with a lot of scientists in it, but I was the black sheep. I was the one who went into law instead of science. But I started off my career as a litigator in a large you know, top tier law firm. And in the process of doing a compulsory rotation into a commercial area, I discovered actually that I loved commercial work. And I put it down to the fact that, and don't take this wrong, Sophie, I know you're a litigator, <laughs> but I, I loved the emphasis on building things rather than what I always used to say is picking over the carcass of things. <laughs> I, I liked the building. I liked the building. I liked the creating. I liked being part of something that set up whole projects, set up jobs, set up companies and kept them moving well. So from that, you know, having done my time in a law firm, I had an opportunity to move in-house and decided that that was a good next step. And I have been there ever since. One of the things that I would also find is that it ended up slightly accidentally being an in-house move into a tech company, although that's what I'd ended up specialising in in the law firm. But I did find out, funnily enough, that my family background with a lot of scientists has actually served me well. Although not being particularly technical and not being a scientist, I found out that I was actually very good at speaking to IT people, understanding how they think, understanding how their minds work, understanding um, what's important to them and how it is that we can work together and build better things. Fantastic. That's really good. And how do you think the role of the legal function within tech businesses has evolved in recent times or during your career? All I can really talk about is my own experience, which is being part of the legal team at DXC, which is led. We are a multinational company headquarters out of the US and led by Bill Deckelman, the company general counsel there. And our journey has actually been dominated in the last several years by a concerted effort to actually transform ourselves. I've been in an in-house legal department long enough to know that for many, many years, the strategic direction of a legal department could be summed up in the phrase, do more with less. You sat there watching your budgets cut year after year. Um, the work went up, the budgets went down, um, your access to, to, to hire new resources was always imperiled. It was always a matter of just trying to do more with less. What has been fascinating about working with DXC um, Legal over these last few years is that to, to actually have taken the big, bold move to try and do something different, to seriously transform ourselves, to turn up to, we call it the digital transformation of the DXC Legal, which fits nicely because part of the mission of DXC is to help customers do digital transformations. But we also decided we would do it to ourselves as well. We would work out absolutely how to use technology to make ourselves better, to, to work better. We found an excellent strategic partner um, who was prepared to invest as well in helping us do this. And that has been the thing that, that has actually transformed my experience of being in an in-house team um, over these last few years. 
Terrific, that's great. Based on your experience, what skills does a legal leader need to have to make a real impact in the tech industry? Right. One needs to have the skills that you would expect less about actual law. I mean, don't get me wrong, you kind of do need to know the law. But really, it is about being able to think strategically, being able to work with people, being able to manage people, listen to them, to be able to think quickly, to be able to find good people in your team and then let them do their job. Um, give them the freedom to to use their skills, try to clear as many blockages out of their way that you can. Don't get in the way of them doing great things. Just help steer them. This is waffling. <laughs> no, it's not waffling at all. I think that's all incredibly important. In fact, what you're saying is resonating with me in relation to work in a legal firm too. I think it's very similar that it's all about um, supporting and motivating smart people to identify and achieve the right results. So, no, what you're saying makes perfect sense, Emma. And I think it's one of those things that it's worthwhile repeating often. Yes, (laughs) it is. I mean, like anybody else, I started off as a, you know, as an independent worker. I would do deals. I would do drafting. I would work on disputes. I would do all the normal thing that one did as a more junior lawyer. The realisation then as one becomes a leader that you have to stop yourself doing that because that's what you have a team for. And your task as a leader is to build the team of people who hopefully are better and smarter than you, who have a greater knowledge of the law than you do, who have a greater attention to detail than you do, who can do things better than you. But what you will do as a leader then is form them into a team engage them, inspire them, give them what they need in order to do their job, clear as many blockages out of the way as you can, work out how to make these people navigate through all the complexities of a corporate business, the operations side and the strategic side, and do that so to clear as many obstacles out of the way so that you can let your great people do what it is that you hired them to do. I agree. Fantastic point and great insight. Why do you believe diversity is important within the tech industry? And from your experience, what are the opportunities it creates? I think diversity is always important, not just diversity for diversity's sake, but diversity because it is you don't just want people only cut from one image. So in many ways, I, by being a woman in the IT industry, I'm already, um, I'm already di- diverse, right? Um, you know, it's, it's no secret that, that, that the IT industry does have a heavy male tendency in the IT industry. So by being a woman and a senior woman, what's more, I'm already considered part of that diversity. But I, I know what I bring in terms of different thinking, but I also see it then in my own team members as well. It is, as a manager and as a leader, it is often tempting just to hire in your own image. When you're looking around for people to to build a team with, there is a default to finding people who look just like you. But I have learned over the years, it's just broaden it out, broaden it out, take some chances, look for some different people. It's amazing. It's amazing then what you can find and how that they can then contribute to a team. In the last year, I've actually expanded my role to include the whole of the APAC region. Um, For many years formerly, I was just concentrating on ANZ. 
So I now found myself having been handed, I'm mean, gifted really, a number of lawyers from a whole stack of different cultural backgrounds across the Asia Pacific region as well. And that's just fascinating. It's a source of great, always great inspiration to me and great excitement to actually work out how both how to deal with deal with these different cultures in the area, but also then how to make the best use of the lawyers that I do have in those different countries and how to integrate them back in to the, the whole Asia-Pacific region so we can get a number of different perspectives, whether it's different gendered perspectives, different culture perspectives, different socioeconomic background perspectives. All these things really do add up to, to a much more interesting mix and just gives you the chance to think of more things. Fantastic. What do you think are the key barriers and challenges for lawyers from unrepresented groups within the tech industry? What diversity initiatives have been most effective in your experience? Here within the legal team at DXC, we're gifted already with quite a lot of diversity because we have lawyers in a large number of countries across the world. We, if you like, have built in certain built in cultural diversity and we do work quite well as a global team. So we don't sit in our own little islands and never talk to each other. There is actually a lot of collaboration, a lot of interaction amongst the lawyers from different countries. So even within my APAC region, I have a large number of lawyers in Australia, Singapore, India, China and Japan, and plus the, then the occasional lawyer in other, even in other small countries as well. So right there off the bat, we actually have a, a great mix of people, people from different backgrounds, people from different countries, people from different legal systems, people from different work backgrounds as well. That's an excellent way of having diversity, if you like, handed to you without actually having to do too much about it. <laughs> Emma, that there's diversity at every level of the organisation. Mm -hmm. And that partly because group problem solving is at the heart of the business, there are really close relationships across different global teams. Yes. So what role can team players play to best support their peers within the tech industry? Like anything else, I think that a lot of this can be about forming connections. The more connections you can form, the more the more you can achieve simply by being seen, by being noticed, by being available to be talked to for involving people. I think you can do a lot. I also think that there's quite a lot you can do simply by being visible as a role model to other people. One of the things that we did for International Women's Day this year and our own internal works on International Women's Day was talk a fair bit about the role of role models and mentors and sponsors for women and it actually did cause us to to reflect quite significantly on how important it has been to a lot of us to actually have female role models but it's, it's not just limited to gender issues because to simply be a role model if you come from a particular country that you can achieve a high position and a role of seniority within a global organization is in itself a role model to others who may be looking at you to see if they can forge a career that looks like yours. So. And looking to the future, how do you think the legal function contribute to and support growth and innovation within the tech industry? I think we can do a lot. Certainly our experience in the DXC legal team is that we are actually in many respects showcasing a lot of what you can do 
with a digital transformation of our legal departments. It's not just digital transformation, it's just a full transformation, just rethinking exactly what you can do and demonstrating how that it does in fact make you more efficient and more effective. We can also, by working on transforming ourselves, we also then end up being able to support the business better, which if you think, you know, is, is, is fundamentally what we're there for. But it is noticed. It's noticed what we're doing. Certainly other areas of our company do see us. They, they see the changes we are making. They see the things that we are doing. And we've had it. So we therefore have a number of people who kind of say they'd like to know how we do it, see if they can also replicate that. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Emma. These have been such useful insights, um, both, I think, probably for other in-house tech lawyers, but also for people like me who work externally. We really appreciate you making this time available today. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before we finish up? I'd like to say that a role as a lawyer in the tech industry is a lot of fun. It actually really is. For anyone who's actually thinking about it, it is it is incredibly unpredictable <laughs> in many respects, but in a good way. The thing about the tech industry is that it develops, it is always, always, always developing. There is nothing static about the tech industry. So therefore, if you're privileged enough to be a lawyer working in the te tech industry, you get to go along with the ride. You get to go along with the ride. You get to go along with the ride. You get to help lead it sometimes. You get to make sure that it's going in the right directions. But you have a chance to build a career in an incredibly exciting an incredibly dynamic and evolving industry that will constantly throw up new challenges to you from day to day. You will constantly be having to think of the solutions to problems that six months ago you did not even know existed. And it's fun. Yes. So I encourage anybody to, if they're thinking about it, to take the chance and try working in the IT industry for a while. Thank you very much, Emma. We really appreciate your time today. And I'm sure that you will have inspired many of our listeners. Thank you. This has been fun. <laughs>